When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm going to be opening up the space for comments and stuff like that. Uh, I could, you know what, we'll just figure this out on the spot. Uh, I'm Anthony Irwin. The Lakers are just wrapping up their uh, final, pre- or just wrapped up their final preseason game of their preseason slate. 123 to 100 was the final here against the Phoenix Suns, who played without Devin Booker and played without uh, Bradley Beal. The Lakers played with everybody but Gabe Vincent and Jared Vanderbilt. Um, And yeah, I thought it was a fine game. I I, I don't know. People on and and Twitter isn't a real place, but, uh, you know, people on my timeline are kind of losing their minds a little bit. I don't necessarily agree with that uh, reaction to it. There's the lowdown background. Um, and we're going to talk it through. We're going to talk through this thing, and 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 we will go kind of blow by blow, uh, macro and micro, all of that good stuff here in a little bit. Let's start with the guys who matter, uh, starters, rotation players, how they looked against. Phoenix's starters slash rotation players. Um, and and I think I want to start by talking about the, the situation this game was played in. The Lakers had had a few days off between games. This is their last preseason game before the regular season. I think the Lakers recognized through the regular season or through the preseason, they're going to be really good. And, and as such, I think kind of eased on the gas pedal in this one. Didn't want to get hurt. I think their top priority here was not getting hurt. Although you watch AD play in some of those stretches where he's trying to dunk on people. Uh, Look, I appreciate the effort AD, but let's not, let's not give me a heart attack in, in effing October. Um, That would be nice. But, but I thought that, you know, uh, one of the things that kind of set the tone early in this one and set a weird tone early and throughout this one was Phoenix playing without Bradley Beal and without Devin Booker. And those guys gave way to, uh, you look at the other starters there, right? Josh Okogie and uh, Grayson Allen, two guys who are competing for minutes who are, you know, still fighting for their roles on this team. And two guys also who just like naturally get after it more defensively and and doing the little things, right? And it's one of those things that um, I think Phoenix uh, is, is going to have to try to figure out over the course of the season is how to get more guys, 
more minutes in um in these games where they have more guys out there who do the little things. And in this one, I thought I thought the Lakers approached this one kind of lackadaisically. Uh, and I think Okogi and Allen and Eubanks and uh you know, on throughout their uh, Phoenix's, you know, the list of guys who played in this one is a long one. Um, I thought that those guys kind of came out and punched the the Lakers kind of in the face, and and uh, I don't think the Lakers were really ready for that amount of intensity um, on both sides of the ball. And and look, like I'm not I'm not making excuses. It's it just is what it is. I don't think the Lakers looked all that great for some stretches, but then they did like, then there were stretches where the offense started clicking, started making shots. Uh, D'Angelo Russell got into a little better, better rhythm. Um, I thought with Jackson Hayes and that kind of reset him a little bit. Um, it was, a, it was a super weird game. And, and that's, that's kind of what you expect out of the last preseason game. Is it what we were hoping to, ride high on in preparation for Denver on Tuesday? Of course not. Like, of course, <laughs> of course I would have liked to seen the Lakers beat the shit out of the Phoenix Suns as it looked like they might at the beginning of the game, right? The Lakers stormed out to like a 11-0 or a 7-0 run or something like that against Phoenix. Um, and then they went really cold and and I thought that Phoenix did a good job. Their 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 role players did a very very good job of kind of fighting their way back into a game that the Lakers were just kind of like, all right, we look good, we're good, all right, let's get out of here. Um, and 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 I thought like the biggest stretch of the game, the definition of like why we see the final score the way that it is, is Gabe Vincent didn't play in this one, and the Lakers weren't going to extend LeBron or Reeves or D'Angelo Russell into minutes past the, the minutes that they wanted those guys to play in the third quarter. And, and you had Cam Reddish initiating the offense and yeah, I would say that went about as well as, as, <laughs> or about as, 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 uh, as you would have thought it would go. And the Lakers got freaking boat raced in that third period. And, and yeah, like I know people are frustrated with Cam Reddish and, I know that people are kind of frustrated with with how that went, and I think, generally speaking, Lakers fans are a lot more. You know, our our, our patience runs thinner at this point um, because of all that fans have been put through over the last shit, dating back to Jim Bus, right? Or uh, that you know, so over the last decade or decade and a half, like you know. Fans are, are 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 going to overreact to this stuff, and I think especially on Twitter, fans are going to overreact to stuff. And I thought that some of the reaction to what we saw in this game was a little over the top, but I I also um, I also get it. Let's let's go kind of guy by guy here, right? So let's go. Let's start with Anthony Davis, who I thought. Um, really kind of showcased to Suns fans. And this is where I don't think either fan base walks away from this, like thrilled with the team that they just watched because Nurkic was food in minutes against Anthony Davis. He had, he, he just didn't belong on the court next to him. And uh, 
you know, unless the Suns are going to play Eubanks longer minutes in order to get somebody out there with a little bit of oomph to them, you know, a little bit of gumption, uh, it, that matchup is not going to go very well for Phoenix if if these two teams do wind up playing a series against each other. And, and I thought in this one, Anthony Davis had six blocks in totality. He had like at one point, he had in eight minutes, he had five blocks or something stupid. And, you know, uh, was really kind of everywhere. Um, I think it took away from some of his rebounding. I think uh, he was in position a lot of times to defend the rim because of some kind of lackadaisical perimeter defense. Um, and because of the way that I thought Phoenix was really attacking him personally, which is a choice, you know, it's a choice you can make is an attack Anthony Davis on defense. But um, yeah, it, Phoenix also operates a lot from the mid range. And um, I, again, I just really think that the, the, the Suns played more hustle players than they normally would. Those hustle players were working, you know, all the harder because they're fighting for the minutes that they're going to get in, in the, uh, in the, in the regular season. And the Lakers are just kind of like, Oh shit, another rebound. And, and, and that's just kind of how it went. So, um, I, I not excusing it, just explaining it. I, I would have preferred to see the Lakers get after it a little bit more, but it's the last preseason game and, and, and their intentions extend way beyond October 19th. Um, Speaking of, this is Spider-Man Day, so let's 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 hurry this up. The next guy I want to talk about is is uh, LeBron James, who knocked down some threes, which was has been really nice to see. Uh, he was a a factor on defense too. Got out in transition, and people were still bouncing off of him, um, which is also really nice to see. Uh, I I. I I continue to, to be interested in the Lakers offensive approach this preseason where it appears that D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves are going to be more the primary creators for most of the game. And then if need be, and, and look, it's preseason, you're never going to see that in LeBron in this spot. So I'm really kind of curious, especially at the beginning of the season where the Lakers are going to be opening up some, you know, against some really tough teams early on in the season. I'm really curious what that shift is going to look like when they go from D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves to that LeBron guy to close games, um, and 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 how seamlessly that look that 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 kind of transpires. Uh, but in this one, when they got out in transition and when he needed to to score in in various types of windows and various sized windows, I thought LeBron looked really good. And, and, uh, you know, the, the last thing, the last point I'll make about LeBron is we all keep waiting for like very visible signs in him slowing down. And again, if, if you were looking for that specifically in this preseason, you didn't see it. And I think that's kind of all that matters with him. The next guy I want to talk about is D'Angelo Russell, uh, who um, finishes this one uh, only eight points, three of eight from the field, kind of struggled to shoot. And and I'm going to use him. I'm not going to specify that he is the problem, but I do kind of think that that initial group, that starting group of uh, LeBron and 
AD and Russell Reeves and Prince. There are, there are so many good opportunities to score out there. And I thought for, for some of the stretches while those guys were out there together, I thought they were kind of pushing to get their shots off a little bit. Um, and I think you're going to see that somewhat as they learn to play uh, with each other and off of each other. And, and I thought Russell of those five guys was taking the most questionable shots. So, you know, whether it's, you know, threes off of the dribble or whatever, um, I, I think, or, you know, out of rhythm threes, that group is going to be so good offensively and they are going to execute so well offensively that, you know, there's a saying in, in, in the NBA where with only a 24 second shot clock, um, you don't pass up on good shots because you're probably passing up that good shot for a mediocre one. Even if ideally you're passing up on a good one for a great one. Right. And I think that that first group in this one were reluctant to pass up on good or even mediocre shots um, where I actually think because of how talented offensively that group is, they can actually be more patient. You can hold off on a good look, move the ball one or two extra times and get a great one. Um, and, and because of, you know, Prince is a great shooter. Russell's a great shooter. Reeves is a great shooter. Um, AD is a, is, is a more willing shooter. LeBron is a more willing shooter in this preseason. I, I do kind of think that with, with this group, if this is in fact the, the starting group here moving forward, um, I, I do hope that they look more patient uh, for, for longer stretches than they were in this game. And I thought in the preseason, there were stretches where they were that kind of patient and they were that kind of a machine where they generated great looks more consistently. This one, I wasn't thrilled with the looks that they were generating and, and even the, even the good looks that they got, they weren't necessarily knocking him down. And, and look, that can sometimes lead to pushing a little bit to, to get yourself into rhythm. And, and I just thought this was one of those weird games where, uh, where they were just kind of out of sorts a little bit. And again, I'm not excusing it. I'm explaining it. But I thought that with the Suns playing without Booker, without Beal, they had more guys out there who were shrinking the court defensively in ways that uh, Phoenix's you know main guys, when they start most games, are not going to. And I don't think the Lakers starters were, were prepared for that. Uh, last couple guys here, I guess I'll, I'll combine the two of them. Reeves was kind of a pretty run of the mill Reeves game. I thought not really much to add here. Um, I am really curious the way that he gets refereed because there were a couple plays where, Last year would have been shots at the free throw line. He would have gotten free throws out of it. Didn't in this in this one. Uh, shot four of eight from the field. Um, three of four from both the free throw line and the three point line. Had some incredible plays. Right, he had that that crossover. You know, send somebody underneath the screen. Step back three. That was wild to see <laughs> uh it was funny jen was watching the saints game next to me she's a saints fan she was watching the saints game on the on the wall next to us i had the projector going on the wall next to us uh, and 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 i had the the lakers game on the main tv and at the same time we both kind of responded to whatever was going on there and it was like whoa and then we kind of looked at each other like what 
whoa. <laughs> and I, I showed her the Reeves play and she's like, holy shit, he can do that. And, and yeah, he, he very much can. The other guy I want to talk about here though, um, and spend a little bit more time on in this little quick little segment is Torian Prince where, um, his fouling of the concerns in from this game, his fouling is, is actually one of the more legitimate ones. It has been a thing all preseason long. And um, I think he's he's pushing himself to defend a little harder than he has um, over the course of his career. Uh, I think he's pushing a little harder because he's trying to win that starting gig. Um, and and I kind of hope that he kind of eases himself into or gets eventually gets comfortable enough to defend a little bit more logically than he has um, where he isn't Travis Knight out there picking up a foul a minute. So uh, in this one, obviously a tough, tough matchup where he's guarding Kevin Durant, but um, you know, the fouls on jump shots and, and stuff like that, like he's got to be a better than that on that side of the court. And um, you know, for a variety of reasons, one, because he's a starter and he's going to be guarding very good players and you don't want to get those, put those guys on the line for some cheap points to get them in rhythm. And then two, because, you know, for him individually, uh, you don't want to take yourself out of games as consistently as he has this preseason and offer up the opportunity to Vanderbilt or Rui or whoever to win that role or or win those assignments. So um, Prince, his offense is going to be fine. He's a spot-up shooter. I'm not very worried about that. But the defense and the fouling, I'd like to see him clear the, clean that up a lot. Like, it needs to take very tangible steps forward. Uh, that just about does it on a micro sense. I guess I guess I want to spend a little bit of time on Rui. Um, it's kind of tough because that second unit, you look at all of their plus minuses in the second unit, Rui was a minus 30, Wood was a minus 35, <clears throat> Reddish was a minus 28, Jackson Hayes was a minus 18, Right, Max Christie was a minus fifteen. Those are the main guys who got minutes with that second unit, um, and they really missed any initiation whatsoever. Right, LeBron didn't play with that group. Uh, D'Angelo Russell didn't play with that group. Austin Reeves didn't really play with that group. Max uh, um, Gabe Vincent was not available in this one, so that left like Cam Reddish starting the offense, and for everything that he has hoped to be in his career. That role is not one that I, I trust him in. I don't really trust him in very many roles, generally speaking, but, but that one especially is not a spot where he's going to be very successful. And I thought that, you know, Phoenix went on their crazy run as soon as the Lakers initiators all sat down and the offense was left to, to reddish to, to get everything in, in, in uh, spots to <laughs> succeed. And that's just not, that's not it's 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 honestly not fair honestly to 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 reddish to be in that spot there is no way he was going to look good there and um and look i i don't really like his game i get really frustrated watching him because it just feels like there's a lot of talent being squandered but in this one man that is that is brutal to ask him to be successful in that way with that group and he wasn't you know, that, that group wasn't successful. They got boat raced out of the gym and, and it wasn't particularly surprising. 
the the one thing I will say about that second unit, the one thing I will say um, moving forward, what I would like to see more of, when I've watched Rui out there, his possessions and his role offensively is basically like stand and wait and maybe get like, maybe you attack a closeout. And then if not, then you're, uh, you're the release valve, right? You're, you're the guy that the ball finds with seven seconds um, left on the shot clock. And, and I, I understand why that would be his role, but if they are going to like, they paid him in a way that calls for more than that. And I would hope over the course of the season that, the Lakers find more ways to get him in actions, handoffs, screens. He's such a physical player, um, you know, on, on ball screens, off ball screens, cuts and, 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 and stuff like that. I hope that the Lakers find more ways to get him more involved than he has been in this preseason. And it's tough because, you know, I think Torian Prince won, won the starting gig over him. Um, and I think as a result of that, Ham has been trying to maximize him with that second unit. And it is very easy to look at him and how skilled and talented he is offensively and just say, well, the way that you're going to maximize him is just to give him the ball and get out of the way. And I think, yeah, like on, on a lot of possessions that that's actually going to be the case, but I just, I, I, he's, he's young enough. I think still where you can teach him better habits than he has formed off of the ball and and that's how i think you maximize him not just this season but moving forward uh so uh i i you know Rui finishes 19 minutes one of five from the field three points like i said earlier minus 30 just kind of whether he was out there with the starting you know with some of the starters or when he was out there with the full bench lineup i just don't i feel like his role right now is way too rudimentary and I would like to see them get more creative with him. Maybe they can't, maybe he, you know, and, and, and when he first got to the Lakers, it looked like they weren't going to, right. Uh, they weren't going to be able to. And, you know, remember before the run to the playoffs and before they got into the playoffs, uh, actually even in the playoffs, uh, if I remember correctly, he was basically out of the rotation when the playoffs started. And then they, then they, the, the, the big adjustment was getting him more minutes and, and it really, no, that was Lonnie Walker. I take that back. Um, I, I'm, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of a tweet that I sent in the warrior series where the Lakers were kind of struggling and then they brought in Lonnie Walker and then it really kind of unlocked a lot of stuff. Um, but Rui though like was in and out of the rotation over the course of the year and, and then really kind of found his footing in the postseason. And a lot of why he found his footing in the postseason was because he shot out of his mind, right? Damn near 50% from the three point line in that postseason. Um, and obviously you can't expect that from him. So how were the Lakers going to maximize Rui Hachimura? If he isn't going to be a 50% catch and shoot three point shooter. and, and to this point, it has seemed like they are basically like clearing out spots and and letting him go to work. And I get it, but I I just think that there has to be uh, there has to be more to him than that. Uh, last couple points here. 
So it would have been nice to see more of Gabe Vincent. And it really would have been nice to see more of Jared Vanderbilt. Vincent apparently has been held out to this point for more precautionary reasons, which me, which tells me that he'll be ready to go. Like if he isn't ready to go on opening night, then it starts to time. Maybe it's time to start sweating a little bit, asking what's going on there. Um, Vanderbilt. I'm not going to say that I'm hearing anything about him. Uh, I just think some of the signs here aren't necessarily ideal. Um, hopefully he's ready to go opening night and I don't have to worry about this anymore. But the fact that like he played didn't, we, we didn't really see him get hurt. And then he was just like day to day and, and out right. Um, for, for basically all of the preseason in a preseason where he is fighting for, for minutes to, uh, or in fighting for the starting gig, the fact that he like wasn't physically able to fight for that makes me a little nervous. And the Lakers, um, they're going to need him defensively, whether it's with starters, uh, you know, later in the season, I do think Prince is going to start the season as a starting small forward. This was the dress rehearsal, right? And I don't think you change the starting group after the dress rehearsal, um, you know, unless somebody gets hurt or whatever. But uh, yeah, the Lakers are going to need they're going to need they extended him for a reason, right? Vanderbilt was extended. He is seen as a part of their organization moving forward. And we just didn't really see much from him this, this preseason. And uh, yeah, I, I, this is it's tough because the Lakers start the season with, with some really tough games and it's hard to like, Hey man, we are, uh, we're, we're starting the season as a sprint. And, and then, you know, maybe we'll lighten up after that. That makes it tough on on Vanderbilt to really get into a rhythm. So hopefully they're they're able to find a way to to, to make that happen, and and he's able to get back up to speed. But really, kind of a bummer that we basically didn't get anything whatsoever from from Vanderbilt this this uh, preseason. Same kind of goes for Christian Wood. I didn't. I don't see it. I'm not. I'm not seeing it. All right, that is going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. Uh, a really fun week that we just had here on the pod feed and on the YouTube page. Uh, I hope that you guys are subscribed here on YouTube and and uh, and checking out all of the stuff that we have going on there. Um, I, I loved the conversation that we had with Mirren. Had a blast talking to Adam. Had a blast talking to Jovan. Um, obviously always have a fun time talking with Aaron as I did earlier this afternoon. Um, and, and yeah, we are right around the corner from, from the regular season. I do still have some fun stuff that I'm, I'm working towards to hopefully be able to unveil, um, as close to opening tip as we possibly can. And, and yeah, let's, uh, let's enjoy our weekend here. It's my birthday weekend, I'm turning 37, I'm not ready for that. Uh, and, and, and then we get right into it opening night, Tuesday night. So get your questions in, in the form of a five-star review on iTunes, and I will answer those over the weekend. And, uh, and then we will dive into the regular season here when it comes time to do so until then I'm Anthony Irwin saying, have a great rest of your day slash weekend. Make somebody else's talk to you. <laughs>